Happy Friday, theater lovers, and Happy New Year. This week's guest is Siobhan Mogensen. We chat about knitting, scatting, resisting end goals and living in the moment, and so much more. Siobhan is a crafty, charming, soft-spoken dreamer with a fantastic, subtle humor. On with the show. Welcome to the show. Oh God, I'm already panicking about it. Siobhan Mogensen. Perfect. Did I? Okay, thank God. I just started sweating. Even though we practiced before I hit record. I, can you see it? I, I feel like it's like beating it's profusely. Okay. I feel like we should have done a take where you said, Siobhan Mogensen. <laughs> Is that something that you get often? It's happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's such a unique spelling. Um, is it is it a family name, or is there a character in a book, or? It's an Irish name. It's, it's Gaelic. Irish. Get I out of here. Not have any Irish. Blood. Oh. Um, but it was all my parents could agree on. I think maybe there was. My mom had a student before I was born that was maybe a Siobhan, something like that. I've heard this story many times, but I don't remember. I love that. I love that. I was named after the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders because, according to my pops, they were the prettiest. Wow. Yeah, they were pretty young. So, you know, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. I, uh, now I've got a mental block. Oh, congratulations on being a mermaid sister in the upcoming <laughs> Little Mermaid. That sounds freaking dreamy. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I'm pretty excited to get uh, started on that but I'm also looking forward to the two months month and a half of break between White Christmas and the start of Little Mermaid rehearsals yeah it's a lot that's good that there's a little a little uh, reprieve in between <laughs> do you know yet if you're gonna get a seashell brassiere I have been picturing that scenario and I don't know how comfortable I am with it, but, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. If you could choose the color of your seashell bustier, mm. perhaps, what mm -hmm. would it be? Ooh, a, a seashell bustier would be great. It'd be pretty great. I think green at the top, maybe fading into... A nice blue. Ooh. All right. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it very much. I I don't know what mine would be. Oh, maybe like a shiny purple or something. That'd be fun. Very mermaidy. Yeah. Shiny. Yeah. Have to be shiny. Have to be. Absolutely. I just realized I forgot the icebreaker. I was so excited about it like a million things. Um, we better do it though. So which one? If uh, If you haven't heard it's like a little uh it's called the game of impossible choices i'm going to give you two choices okay. you'll choose one of the two and tell me why you would prefer one of the two and i think i've oh dear oh okay um so here are your choices would you prefer to drink steaming hot beer or wear your shoes on the wrong feet. I would assume that the steaming hot beer option, like there's time to let it cool down a little bit. Or is it like you have to you have to chug it while it's near boiling point? Well I would hope that it wouldn't be that you'd have to maim yourself 
in the drinking mm-hmm. of the beverage. Conditional on letting it cool down to a, a full temperature. I'm going to go be steaming hot beer. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would choose that too. Um, I have a hard enough time not falling down when my shoes are on the right feet. It's just uncomfortable. That Well, yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> um, and I think we had this conversation about warm beverages and my yeah. tummy get along a lot better than uh, cold beverages, so. Do you drink beer? I'm not, not a big beer person, but uh, maybe I would like hot beer. Maybe that's an adventure <laughs> I need to have. That's what you've been missing. In this lifetime, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that was fun. That was a weird one. I, I'm sure you could tell by my face. I was like, all right, that's a thing. Okay, so now back to, oh, I get so excited. My brain starts going so fast. Uh, so this is also fun for me because we are in a show together, as you yeah. mentioned before. Uh, we're in the white Christmas together. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about, is it knitting that you do or is it crocheting? It is knitting. Okay. 99.9% of the time. All right. Uh, I find it so soothing. I always want to sit beside you and Leslie because you guys are in ideal world, one of you on each side of me because I just find it so soothing when y'all are doing the knitting. Is that something that you've, you've done for a long time or? I believe my grandma taught me in, um, I want to say 2013, but then up until about 2021, 2021, whatever, <laughs> I knitted exclusively rectangles and was really scared to like branch out. But in 2021, I started following patterns and I don't think more than two days have gone by since then where I haven't knitted something. Sweet. So when you like, I've never seen you with like a pattern. Do you just study it before you go into it and then freestyle after that? It it depends. There, my kind of style of knitting is quite visually simple. So there's a lot of repetitive rows and those you can just go until it gets to be the right length and you don't have to think about it too much. It's kind of nice and mindless. Okay. Gosh, yeah. I think that's so cool. I tried it like one time and I was trying to make like a square and it just kept getting into a bigger and bigger triangle. Oh. And I and I took it apart and started over and took it apart and started over and then I, I realized maybe it's not for me. I'll leave that to other people and that's That is right. impressive in its own right to turn into a triangle when you're trying to make a square. I really appreciate that you're trying to pep talk me on that one, but it's okay. Let well, that go. the first time a friend of my mom's tried to teach me how to knit, I cried. <laughs> and so I, why am I laughing at your sadness? That's not very nice. Oh and then God. I didn't try again for years. And then the time where my grandma did teach me how to knit, I also cried. But the second time I persevered, Good I got you. through it. That sounds like me in math. Um, oh, God. Tell me about it. Not a math person either. No. No, I spent all morning doing mathy homework. Oh yeah, you were saying that you are in school. Uh, what are you? What are you in school for? I am in the uh, renovation construction technician program. What? I, I didn't know that was a thing. Me neither. 
tell me all about that. That sounds freaking cool. Oh gosh, uh, where to begin? We build things. <laughs> okay. Um, we I've learned how to frame a wall. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And I've learned how to shingle a roof. Huh. And I've done a lot more math than I'd ever done before. Yeah, I suppose there would be. But I found a slight love for um, oh, what is it called? Uh, equivalent ratios. Okay, I blacked out for a second. You, what was that? Equivalent ratios? <laughs> yeah. And I, it's a, it's a, I'm sure I learned it in like grade four because it's that level of math. But um, <laughs> learned it again. Confused just hearing in, the words. <laughs> in college, and I actually use it a lot for knitting. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I I want to know, but I also think that I'm going to go like glossy eyed. And I don't think I can explain it. Okay, I'm, okay. I am, a, I am at a grade four level. Okay, I'm a, I'm a Google it after because I feel oh. like I'll have a Charlie Brown moment. You know, in Charlie Brown, where like parents are talking to him and then all he hears is like wah 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 wah. That's that's math. Yeah, I I, I understand. But that okay. sounds really cool. I mean, math aside, uh, sounds like some serious life skills in terms yes. of the, the building. What's the what's the goal after you're done, the classes? To have learned something. That sounds fair, all right. Yeah. Um, my teachers often will be like, okay, so uh, what's everyone's plan for after school? Are you trying to get into the renovation business? Trying to, whatever. And um, from the beginning, it was never about like a career path for me. It was just because I wanted to be able to keep up and be self-sufficient and know things. Yeah, that I actually, I really appreciate that. We, we have a society that is so driven on end goals instead of just enjoying what we're doing right now and learning and developing our brains it doesn't always have to have an end goal so i appreciate that yeah i kind of i try to just do things because it feels like the right thing to do at the time and not because i have this yeah end goal in mind i like that so are you just like a big school person in general I, that's a tricky question. Oh. I finished high school and thought, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people did that. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not mean to snort. That's embarrassing. Continue. <laughs> and then I thought, I don't want to do anything like that ever again. Um, and throughout the, like, decade not quite a decade since I graduated high school and started at the college there were maybe like three or four or five times that I thought okay I'm ready to go to school and it just never happened I thought I was gonna be a jazz singer straight out of high school I thought I'd get an English degree I thought I was gonna go to school in Scotland and then it worked out this time but because I do like learning in general, 
I am still considering the English degree idea for the future. I have one of those. You uh, have one? Yeah, it was a lot of fun to get it. Again, here I go, I'm like, but I haven't used it an awful lot because uh, I was thinking about all those goals that you gotta have. But I did really like, uh, all I did was read stuff and write about stuff that I'd read. and. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. I do miss, uh, every once in a while I'll read a really, really good book and I'll be like, oh, I wish I had a paper to write on this. So do you carry that like critical analysis part in your brain? like every day of your life yeah which most of the time is really great unless you're at a restaurant and there's like a spelling error or something in a in a menu and then i get all like snobby and weird about it and like i don't even want to eat there even though it might be the best food i've ever had in my life they misspelled tomato and i'm like i can't be here this we can't hand nope yeah that's relatable i just had a brain block <laughs> that's contagious english relatable in terms of do you have that same experience if you see oh. an issue in a menu? <laughs> it's more, oh my god, I'm gonna lose friends and alienate people. <laughs> I do that mostly in knitting patterns. A lot of knitting patterns, I feel like, are written by like Icelandic, Danish, Finnish, German people. Okay. Where English might not be the first language. Fair. and. Um, yeah, there are a lot of typos in knitting patterns. Right, and that's what it could be. That's what I try to like tell myself when I see it in a menu, like, well, maybe, you know, they were just really excited about the tomatoes and that's why they misspelled them. Or maybe it's spelled differently where they're from. Maybe don't be a snob, but it, you can't help it. It just kind of... Yeah. That tomato soup just doesn't taste the same. brain. The brain does something. Um, okay, but I want to backtrack. I wrote down... Uh, this is the ADHD. I hope you'll forgive me. I wrote down jazz singer and I would like to know more about that idea. <laughs> well, it didn't happen. Not yet. But not yet. It kind of, the seed of jazz singing was planted when I picked up the saxophone in grade seven. Um, and I started doing a little bit of jazz saxophone throughout high school and then that kind of transitioned into jazz voice um, just at like summer camps and um, took a few classes I suppose yeah so I wanted to go to Humber for jazz voice right out of high school I even applied no I got halfway through the application process and then decided to move to Ireland to be an au pair instead uh, it sounds like you you are a dreamer type of person. Would does that does that land? Yeah, but none of them <laughs> none of them play out. Not you know? yet. Not well. No, and like other things have played out that are great, and I'm very happy with where I've been and where I am. But I'm very much like a okay next year this, this, and this will happen. And I'm so excited about it. And then life takes a different course mm -hmm. and those things don't happen in that time. And then I do it again and again. Yeah, I think that's what being a dreamer is about because you're not getting like beat down by it. You're just like, okay, redirecting. Yeah. That's a good point. Time for another dream. And then we'll see what happens. And then I'll 
have some more dreams. I've never thought about it like that, but that sounds very nice. It is, I, th- I think so. I think it's a great way to be. Uh, it makes me want to dream a little bit more. Um, so going back to jazz singing, can you do, what's that, what it, when they, um, the skibidoo-bop, zoobidoo-boobidoo, what's that called? Scatting. Is that something that's in your repertoire? I wouldn't uh, tell anyone confidently that I can scat, but I've done it. You know how Ella Fitzgerald is like the best thing ever? Okay. And she does the really like quick stuff. Okay. Mine is is <laughs> similarly to the way I express myself. It's a little slower and overthought. Okay. Dreamy yeah. scatting, even. Well, maybe boring scatting. <laughs> That's not very nice. Um, okay. Uh, for, okay, so I know who Ella Fitzgerald is, uh, but I wrote down Ella Fitzgerald scatting so that I would actually know what you're talking about. Because um, <laughs> uh, that, that does sound kind of cool. Um, well, maybe maybe they can work it into the Little Mermaid somehow, where you're like the scatting uh, sister in a in a green and blue bustier. Mm-hmm. I was hoping they could write um, into my character that I just like knit seaweed all the time, <gasps> so then you could have something to do with your hands. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I love that. I am not the director, nor do I. <laughs> Fair. But I think it would be super fun if every Mer sister like brought a little bit of their hobby or passion yeah. or personality into their character. I dig it. Mine is knitting seaweed. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you just need to like bring some seaweed to rehearsal and just be knitting. Yeah. And then be Plant. like, oh, look at this. You want me to put it in the show? Okay. What a novel idea. <laughs> At the end of this episode, can we count how many times I have said the word knitting? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'll, I can do that when I'm editing, if I remember how many <laughs> times. Uh, I was going to say the amount of times I say, uh. <laughs> oh, man. I try to edit out whenever anybody says, uh, but I tend to blur them into my words. So you can't really edit that easily. So mm-hmm. um, so I'll check how many times I say um and how many times you say knitting and we'll uh, we'll see who beats who. Perfect. Write it out because I have a memory like Swiss cheese. So, oh, I wrote, <laughs> instead of episode, I wrote epidose. Okay. Hopefully I know what the hell that means. Anywho, uh, what else do I want? <laughs> There's like so many things I want to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. Ireland. Can we go back? Ireland and being an au pair tell me about that experience again I think you've told me a little bit about this already but I I love the idea and I want to hear more about it I moved there when I was 17 Wow, uh, which was borderline illegal and I had to come back (laughs) after three months to get a visa once I turned 18 and then I was there all in all for like 15 months and it was a long time. I I hope the children I prepared for don't listen to this. But I had a countdown on my phone. Oh god, this is so sad. 
I had a countdown on my phone, like, near to the beginning, because I just, I felt pretty isolated. Oh, yeah. I was, I didn't know how to make friends yet. Yeah, yeah. I was very introverted in this house full of extroverts. And, oh, goodness. Yeah. Retrospect, retrospectively, in retrospect, <laughs> it was very good for me. Yeah. And I got really lucky with the family. They were kind of friends of friends of friends. And we're still in touch. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So then you knew about the job going down there type thing? Or did it kind of fall into place once you got there? We did some, like, Skype calls a few months before I moved there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably at the end of grade 12, I was Skype calling these people and gearing up to do the big move. Wow. Wow. Just terrifying. Yeah, at any age, never mind you were a baby, little little teeny self. A little bit of a baby, yeah. For sure. I remember my mom dropping me off at the airport and being terrified, but wanting <laughs> to make it seem like she was having a harder time than I was having, which she probably was. I thought you were going to say she was trying to play it super cool. Like, no, yes, I was you, trying to play cool. Okay, well, because you were 17, so you were like, yo, I'm super cool, I'm 17. So cool. So cool. That was, that was a, an actual imitation of myself at 17. It's uncanny. I wore too many polka dots as a 17-year-old <laughs> to think I was cool. <laughs> okay, uh, so I love polka dots, personally, so why... <laughs> 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 um, what, what is it about polka dots? Are you still a polka dot person? I don't think I've ever seen you wearing polka dots. No, that was like a very short phase of living in Ireland where I, I remember counting all my um, articles of clothing and it was something ridiculous. Like 60% was polka dotted. Huh. That's made up, but it was, <laughs> it was a lot of polka dots. <laughs> you said it with such conviction and then you're like, I totally... That's a complete lie, but, uh, <laughs> um, so that was your polka dot era. Um, now, is there something that you think you wear too much of now or like a definable item of clothing in your, in your closet <laughs> now? That's a good question. My impulse is to say hand knitted garments. If I could knit the I way can... you can knit, I would be wearing my own stuff too. I can tell you something I want to wear more of. Okay. Yes, please handkerchiefs <clears throat> kerchief I meant kerchief not handkerchief okay like in the hair around the neck that's pretty much it those but are the primary spots. those are the main areas <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it was going to be a longer list but then it's really not <laughs> it's just that I want to wear them so often but they, they just I don't know It's maybe in the future it'll be more it'll be more that time maybe that you time. could like nip knit a couple of them maybe i could maybe i should maybe how how is i say our because for some reason i'm very invested in this letterman jacket how is our letterman jacket coming along it is done it's done except for the buttons okay so you're gonna bring it to rehearsal so that i can see our our letterman jacket all finished yes okay. i also 
am planning to, I don't know if this needs to be in the podcast, but, okay. um, <laughs> but I asked Jessie if she would model it for me for my knitting Instagram. You have a, okay. All right. Um, which I am very proudly can say I have about 104 followers on. That's pretty good. Well, so I can show you pictures even if I don't bring it in. Fair enough. Okay, so I'm not allowed to, because like we're kind of getting to that point where I ask people about a side hustle and then you seamlessly kind of brought up the knitting Instagram. So I'm kind of like, maybe I should talk about this in the podcast. Maybe you'll get like two more followers because there aren't a lot of people listening to this show, but you know. Well, yeah, I'm, I can talk about knitting. Okay, yeah, ta- tell me about your knitting Instagram. Do you sell stuff on there? Are you just kind of showing off your your goods? I, in the last two years, have gotten really deep into what I'm going to call Knitstagram. I follow a bunch of designers and... When they post testing calls, I uh, apply for too many of those, more than I have time to complete. What is a knitting testing call? So that's when a designer has a new design that they want to test. Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess but, I probably okay. could have put this together. The designer has already made like a sample or two of this new design and then they want people in a range of sizes to read through the pattern, knit it up, and catch any mistakes or typos. Or... So they send you the pattern, did they send you the stuff to make the pattern too? Not usually. The compensation is most often just like another one of their patterns for free. Okay. Are, ma- are patterns expensive for knitting? No. No, they're quite reasonable. Um, that being said, I still sometimes am cheap and like um, oh god, I'm getting too deep into this. <laughs> There's this website called Ravelry. Okay. And you can find patterns on there. And you can like put in a very specific set of filters. And one of those filters is free. And I often, I sometimes look exclusively for free patterns. Okay. I mean, why not, man? Like, yeah. So if you got approved for what what was it called again i already forget testing Test, like it's all in the name <laughs> i'm having a hard time uh if you get approved for it like you have to get you have to get approved for it and then they send it like well like you, an application you, you fill out an application okay. form but sometimes depending on how popular the designer is they'll get like hundreds of applications really and then they have to shut it down <laughs> This is a whole world I had no idea about. I either. But anyway, that's my, my life now. Um, and because I started doing that, I felt like I needed to start a separate Instagram where I could just... Because I knew my anyone following me on my personal Instagram would probably get tired of seeing exclusively knitting content. <laughs> I don't know. You can speak for them. I personally am delighted <laughs> by it. Um, okay. So yeah, we talked about Knitstagram. Yes. Knitstagram. Is there any other uh, side hustles or or other things you'd like to talk about? Because you said, I'm getting too deep. 
before we went into the knitting. So if you want to redirect for a couple minutes, you can do that. Or you can keep talking about Instagram. That's cool with me too. I definitely, during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, got into a series of... I just realized that I want to be constantly creating things. Mm. And then baking has always been a hobby of mine, but I kind of kicked it up a little notch and was doing some sourdoughs. You know how they do during the lockdowns. And did some croissants. And... I just want you to know if you ever need a taste tester, I, I would do that for you. I'm a humanitarian in that way. Thank you. So kind. Yes. I'm hoping to get my shit together to make something up to bring to one of our white Christmas nights. Maybe some... I won't make any promises. No, that's fine. And if you just make it for me, that's cool too. I can be very discreet when I'm That'll scarfing. Be for sure but uh yeah i'm always available especially croissants always available to help you there's nothing selfish involved in that at all they are the best like thing. a love for all things <laughs> bread oriented nam we shoved full of butter yeah my stomach just growled it sounds still i know i'm getting emotional <laughs> single tear <laughs> croissant with butter uh, I think that's well. You were can keep talking though. You were talking about I got distracted because I was being selfish. And I want to test these things, but the woodworking that like was the precursor to me going into this renovation construction. Oh, yes. Okay, there was a little bit of that. Did a little bit of weaving. I made paper one time for a very romantic. Oh, as I told oh, you, yeah. that very Valentine's Day gift for my boyfriend. The boy next door. So yeah, cute. The, the boy next door. Cute. But I like made the frame. I don't know what it's called. A paper making frame. It's a something and something. Anyway, I made that. Put some like window screen in it. And then I bought a blender from Goodwill just for blending paper. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All of that has fallen to the side because I only have time for one thing in my life. Just, just knitting. You're devoted to just Instagram and the knitting, right? Right, meow. But maybe all these things in your your arsenal of crafts, you know, that's pretty cool. Thank you, thank you for sounding interested. I genuinely I'm <laughs> just so embarrassed when this comes out. No, you shouldn't be. Don't do that. I genuinely am interested. I. As someone who wants to be crafty, and, and like I was saying earlier, I can barely walk when my shoes are on the right feet, never mind um, creating crafts. So I find that fascinating uh, that you even have the desire to do these things. I, I look at them and go, mm -mm, mm -mm. You were coloring the other night. <laughs> that you. Someone else's heart, and then I... Try to stay in the lines. Thank you. I needed that pep talk. <laughs> it looked great. It looked really relaxing. It is delightful. It is very relaxing. Thank you. I needed that pep talk. Um, okay, we, uh, we we gotta go. The time went by too fast. I feel like there's a hundred things that I still want to ask you. Um, but such is life. We'll just have to have another little episode at some point. And I will see you in like two hours. 
That's true. And then every night for the next two weeks. That's right. You'll be sick of me soon. But anyway, thank you so much for being willing to uh, to chat with me. About... Thank you for wanting to chat with me. Absolutely. I was delighted. I was shocked and delighted. There we go. We're both delighted. You shouldn't be shocked, okay. but it's been fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. I'll see you in a couple hours. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, kids, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.